local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo, Patton, J.P. Plant with you. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Tuesday edition of the show. Really excited about this next segment because, one, we get to talk about Amigos. <laughs> we invite you to join our bracket challenge. You can find the link on our Facebook page or on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook. The link is there. You can enter to win. Free to play. $100 gift card on the line for the winner. $50 gift card to Amigos. Three great locations. One in Lewisburg. Another in Chapel Hill. And, of course, see Noe over in Spring Hill, where we had lunch yesterday. And, boy, was it fantastic. As expected. As expected. Yeah, my first time going. Uh, and I will be back. Not just because I have to with what we're doing, but <laughs> but I will be back on my own volition. It, but, it was fantastic. But you do have to with what we're doing do. because yeah, we will be live it. on location yes. the night of the national championship game from 5 to 7, talking about whoever emerges as those last two teams standing. Yeah, uh, really excited about that particularly. Um as we talk about the NCAA tournament, again, if you are, uh, if you're out there listening and you want to join in, absolutely free to play on ESPN Bracket Challenge. If you want to just search, you can search the SM-TN Sports Challenge. Password is SMTN Sports, all one word, all lowercase. Pretty original. Yeah, real, real simple, real simple. Uh, got got several folks on there already, so definitely want to make sure to get that in. Now, as we continue talking about the NCAA tournament and really what uh, what has become a very interesting tournament overall because, one, you've got teams like, you know, teams who may or may not be able to play. Uh, what if COVID somehow comes into play here and a team has to shut down? Just so many things that could happen. Uh, to do that, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we bring in from Seco Sports, Landon Seacrest, um, Spring Hill High School senior. So, Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great, man. Appreciate you joining us for a little bit. You know, we had Landon on with us a few weeks ago back during the Snowmageddon and um, wanted to get him back on here at the cusp of the NCAA tournament to um, shed a little light on some of these teams and, and the college basketball postseason and that type thing. So, um, Landon, appreciate you taking some time with us. Thank you, guys. So, Landon, I, I just have a couple of quick questions. One one particularly, are you surprised by any – Anything just just absolutely jumps out at you about this bracket as far as seeding goes? I mean, is there somebody you expected to maybe be higher or lower? Uh, somebody who you may have expected to get in who didn't? Uh, anything just, just jump out at you? First, I want to say that in the West region, Gonzaga's the one seed, and I think that they have the easiest path to the Final Four by far. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. You, now, I mean, there are some – you say that. There, 
there are some people who would tell you that Oklahoma is a tough second round matchup there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But Gonzaga is the best team in the country. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's that. I mean, it's a tough second round matchup for both Oklahoma and Gonzaga. Uh, but but after that, you're right. I mean, it kind of looks like they, you know, it could be Virginia in the Sweet 16 there. And then who knows on that bottom half, you've got Kansas, but Kansas has shown at times to not be very good. Uh, Iowa, who had a great run in the Big Ten tournament, but outside of that Oklahoma matchup, it really feels like Gonzaga should just cruise right to uh, the Final Four. Most definitely. And to expand on Virginia and Kansas, we don't even know if they're going to be able to play or what strength they're going to be at because they're dealing with COVID right now. You know, Landon, of, of the four number ones, who do you think is the most vulnerable? Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor because that bracket they've got, they can potentially be playing North Carolina or Wisconsin. I think that'll be a tough matchup for them in the second round. And then Villanova looms, who has been, you know, top five in the country all year long and sits in my top four, final four. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that Villanova is going in as a five um, is a little – a, a little surprise, and I think given what they've done not just this year but over the past few years, um, definitely you would think that, that 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 would be a team that could pose some problems for Baylor should they match up. Um, I guess, Landon, there's a lot of conjecture around this Tennessee team at number five. We talked about that on our show yesterday. Could have easily been a number three, but been so up and down all year. Um how do you feel about that five seed for them and, and what lies ahead of them? I definitely think they were under too. I thought they were going to be a three, maybe a four, not a five, but I can see them getting out of the first round. But their second-round matchup, they possibly might be playing Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State just lost in the Big 12 championship to Texas. So I think that would serve as possibly a hard matchup. Oklahoma State has Cade Cunningham. And then if they move on to the Sweet 16, they'd have to face an Illinois team. I think Tennessee is capable, but we just don't know with the consistency of this UT team. We also don't know the status of John Fulkerson. Now you're conceding that that Illinois Loyola's Chicago game to the Illini you, yes, you, you, yes, you, I am. You, you, you just, you just. How are you just gonna pick against Sister Jean yeah, you, like you just, that? You just discounting Sister Jean, huh? I, she, I am a big <laughs> Io Desumu fan. I am a big Io Desumu fan. Understandably so. He, um, he, he's one of the better players in the nation. As is Cade Cunningham, one of the top freshmen in the country. Like you said, for um, for Oklahoma State, gonna be a heck of a um, bracket for UT to deal with. They're going to be so confused. They play black and orange OSUs in first round and second round. <laughs> Didn't we just play these guys like two days ago? Right? <laughs> we, we beat them. Why are we playing them again? Yeah. What's up? What's up? Oh, man. You know, I mentioned this earlier, Landon, and I'm curious to get your thoughts because Alabama does play on WKOM right here on 101.7 FM, so you can hear Chris Stewart on the call uh, right here on this station. Alabama, the two seed in the East – but they match up with a very unknown Iona team coached by Rick Patino. who if there's any coach you don't want to go up against in the NCAA tournament, it's got to be – Rick Patino has got to be on the short list, right? 
Definitely, definitely. Rick Pitino and maybe Jim Beheim on the other side of the bracket. Those are two coaches I'm looking at. Their teams are underdogs, but who knows what can happen in those two matchups. In this Iona team in particular, we were talking over the weekend, they went from like mid-December to mid-February without playing at all because of um, pandemic restrictions. So, one, you don't know anything about them. Two, they got to be fresh. Yes, that's right. That's right. What what you, else what what else jumps out at you about this bracket? Is there anybody any matchup that um that you're paying particular attention to? Uh the play-in game in the East region with Michigan State and UCLA. I didn't think Michigan State was going to be an 11 seed. Did you think they were Do you think they're underseeded? Yeah, I think they're underseeded. I I, I just think the wins that they've gotten within the past or the latter half of the season, I think they should have got like a nine or an eight. I didn't think they would be an 11 or in the play-in game. I thought particularly them being in the play-in game is just a, a shock to the system. I mean, um, and, and I think what it's going to do is you're going you're gonna to have a mad bunch of Spartans having to play on that Thursday night. Just I, I, think, I think Izzo's going to play on that – disrespect factor and the whole thing with that deal yeah we saw a Syracuse team I believe come from the playing game and make a run to I think it was the sweet 16 or the elite eight a few years ago so Michigan State has the potential to definitely do that speaking with Landon Seacrest Seco Sports uh, at Seco Sports on Twitter and Instagram right Yes, at yes. Seco Sports Takes on Twitter, S-E-C-O Sports Takes. Uh, make sure to follow him there. He is on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Um, get, let, let's go through these 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 regions. Um, it's so weird calling them the West, East, South, and Midwest. When they're all playing in Indianapolis. When, well, not just that, but like typically it's the whatever – region site mm-hmm. you know the the st louis region or the <laughs> somebody tweeted yesterday that that it should have been the marriott region or the um <laughs> wherever, whatever or, or, or the hyatt region had or this where, been the nhl it certainly would have been because <laughs> they'll sell anything in the national hockey league <laughs> clearly clearly <laughs> but l- let's go through these regions and, and tell me obviously we know that the the 710 is is kind of the obvious upset that that's where they take place quite often, and the twelve five is is also a big one. But who get one team in each region uh, who you think um, nine seed or worse that could make the Sweet Sixteen? Your your upset alert in each okay. region. In the West, I'm going to go with Ohio just because of the Virginia status. I don't know what strength they're going to be at. And Ohio's pretty good. They have a, a very good player playing the point guard position. And I think he can make a, I'm not going to say Kimball Walker-esque run, but he can be a, a very good player for the Ohio team and maybe make them make a run. And and if Virginia could drop as a number one, then, then you got to feel like they're a little um... – endangered at a four seed for sure so uh, that's that's an interesting one who else you got uh in the east bracket i'm definitely going to go with michigan state like i just said because Izzo's is going to have a chip on his shoulder and we might see the spartans make a deep run into the tournament this year even getting texas in that second round i mean a, a texas team who's 
played well and obviously won the Big 12. Uh, won the Big 12 with an asterisk, though, because they had one fewer game to play because of Kansas. Because Kansas, Kansas yes. went out with COVID. So I, I like that. I think Michigan State is. I mean, again, the disrespect factor, the fact that Tom Izzo will be able to to utilize that to his advantage. And I don't think this BYU team and is great anyway. And the NCAA already doesn't want to mess around with the schedule, and they're going to have to to, to accommodate BYU in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 with that Sunday <laughs> issue. So we might see some officiating <laughs> go the way of the Spartans or uh, or, or UCLA or if they UCLA, play <laughs> yeah. Now, you're, you're looking potentially at a Michigan State-Alabama Sweet 16 matchup. That'd be there. fun. Yeah, that would be, be fun. fun. Yeah. All right. Who else you got, Landon? In the Midwest, I'm going to go with the huge sleeper, Moorhead State from the OVC. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. They mm-hmm. beat Belmont. They uh, they have a very good big man freshman, and I think they might get hot. Belmont, end, I mean, Moorhead State ending Belmont's season as the Bruins did not get into the NIT either, much to right. the right. chagrin of many. Yeah, you know – it's hard for me to root against or for me to pick against Bob Huggins, man. Especially that West Virginia team is pretty good. But I could see it. I mean I'm never gonna I'm never gonna root against an OVC team, you know that. Right. Uh, yeah. OVC. I, OVC. I can't say that because I've always rooted against Murray. Well I didn't root against Except when Ja, ja was, was there. there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did not root against Ja. Uh, what you got in the South, Landon? In the South, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. They have been up and down this year. They had some games canceled due to COVID, but I don't really see any other lower-seeded teams because I believe Villanova is going to handle Winthrop. I think Virginia Tech is going to be the sleeper out of the South region. Well, I hope you're right after Florida's antics in that UT game in the SEC tournament. I I hope you're right on that one. I may even be rooting for the Hokies in that one. (laughs) So. Yeah. We won't make you give a final four prediction, uh, Landon, just yet. We'll give you we'll give you some time, uh, we'll, and we'll have you back on the show. But we do want to invite you and we'll send you a link to join the bracket challenge. You could win hundred bucks in free amigos. So there's Thank you. Know, you. Nothing Thank you. There. We'll we'll send you a link for that. So there you have it. We've got uh, we've got the sleepers in each region mm-hmm. and Tennessee is underseated. That's it's a takeaway. Here. I, I think that's I I think that's a fair take as well. I, I I mean, again, we've seen Tennessee play at a level that would make you think they could play with anybody in the country. I mean, that Kansas game in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, they if you could have bottled that up. I mean, if Rick Barnes could have bottled that up, he sure he certainly would have. But um, absolutely, absolutely, that, that they looked unbeatable that day in the first Kentucky game up at Rupp. They looked fantastic. And then they've had some, some trash can juice performances as well. So I think that kind of led into their five C, but it'll be interesting to see them go up against this, um, this Oregon state team right out of the box. So, so Landon, um, once again, tell folks how they can find you on social media. And follow your work. On Instagram, Seco underscore sports. On Twitter, my handle is at Seco Sports Takes. 
and I have started a podcast myself, so you can hey, right. find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. What's this? What is it? Just Seco Seco Sports? Is that yes? We can search yes. that and find it. Yes. Awesome. We will definitely be doing that. And we'll, like I said, we'll send you an email and uh, get you in. So if you think you can beat Landon <laughs> or any of us, you have your opportunity to, to prove it. And the winner will get a hundred dollars in gift cards to Amigos, and uh, second place gets fifty dollars in gift cards. So, in a gift card, so that that's pretty solid there. Landon, thanks so much for taking some time with us today and uh, talking little college hoops. Thank you, guys. That's Landon Secrets of Seco Sports on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us once again. If uh, you missed any part of the part of today's show. It will be on the podcast, SM-TN Sports Today, SM-TN Prep Sports Today for hour number one. When we come back, it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we will count down the top five best days in sports. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.